And some of you are sitting here going, all right, sweet Matt, you're with the times. We're going to do a Thanksgiving sermon on Thanksgiving week. We are. It should, it should, this should be a daily part of our lives. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, thankfulness should never leave your lips. It should never, it should never ever, 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 ever leave our lips. If you're new with us at Connection, or if you're a Connectionite and a veteran, uh, welcome you here this morning. My name is Matt. I'm the lead pastor here. Um, we are a church that seeks to impact our community as we seek God's heart. So what it, we saw, you saw Colton up here talking about community groups and community lovings and D groups and all these different things. Um, we are a church that is seeking to even be more impactful and to get even deeper in our faith. Uh, the D groups are going to be separate from connect groups. They're going to be groups that meet, that intentionally eat God's word. If you've never read the Bible through in a year, I want to challenge you. If you never read the Bible through in a year, we're getting ready to start in January when our D groups start. And if you are a part of a D group, you will do that. I know some of you are like, it's impossible, I can't do that, I promise. It's possible. So you're like, well, I, I don't know, that, that, is Leviticus still in the Bible? Yes, it is. You can get through it. We'll persevere. We're pushed through. Uh, it's a really cool. It's a really cool group. Uh, so if you're intentional about that and you want to take your faith level to the next level, I want to challenge you. Um, this type of intentionality has changed my life, and I, I just want to. Uh, I can't. I can't wait to see what God's going to do. It. But this week, Thursday is Thanksgiving. You guys are so awake. We're going to just start having coffee, worship handout and a coffee. We're going to start handing out like this when you come in. So you just get your caffeine. Yeah, Thanksgiving. So uh, Thursday uh, is a day in November that we celebrate Thanksgiving. Okay? Giving thanks for, for what, what God has done, giving thanks for our family, giving thanks for just anything and everything that's in our hearts. If, if you've been around a school, you will see all kinds of decorative artwork, including turkeys, pilgrims, Indians. All kinds of different things. Um, you can make a turkey. I've seen a lot of turkeys with they make they make their hand, and that's the tail. Uh, they do different things. But you you you've probably been Thanksgiving. Some of you have had. And I just want to bring this to a point. Some of you before Halloween were posting stuff that you already had Christmas stuff up. That is why we got snow last week. So I want to say thank you. Now I think this works out well. See, it's gone, but we got it. See, so so. So can we, can we just get along? Can we do that? Like we can have snow and then it just go away. If I could ask God to let it snow and just not on the road, that would be the coolest thing in the world. But wasn't it pretty? Every time it snows, people are like, oh, you're weird. You like cold weather and it's cold. And I bet you're thankful that you get to go hunting in the snow. I'm like, yeah, I am. And I got up and I was in, I was in, I was in a, a tree stand. I don't just go out and climb a tree just for fun, but... But I watched, I watched the world wake up on Friday morning with snow on the ground. And it was clear and it was sunny. The only thing that kept going through my mind, and some of you are like, oh, he's just waiting on a deer. <laughs> Listen, some of the closest times, some of the most intimate times that I have with God are when I'm all alone just in his nature, in his world, in his playground that he gave us. I watched the world wake up. And it just overwhelmed me. At the sparkles when the sun would hit the snow. Or how pretty birds were. Or how, how majestic big trees are in their, when they're full of snow. And just how beautiful the snow was in its whiteness and its color. That would remind me 
of what Jesus did for me. See, when you, when you take a step to become a follower of Christ, and you plead Jesus' blood on your life, and you ask him for salvation to come and live inside you, do you realize that he makes you whiter than that? That's clean. A yard, now I have kids, so it doesn't stay this way very long. But when you wake up and you look out the window of untouched snow, it's so pretty. Now, some of you are going, it's so cold. I know, it's cold. But it's so beautiful. And I sat in the tree and I was just, I said, thank you, God. This is so awesome. Number one, that I have the ability to walk. Number one, that I have the ability to climb a ladder. Number three, I have the ability to, to just to hang out. I'm healthy enough to, 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 to do what I like to do. So I wonder if we, if we reiterated this in our lives, if, if we received tomorrow only what we said thank you for today, what would that look like? I want to I be really honest because I'm involved in this too. Some of us would wake up tomorrow without a house. Some of you would wake up without shoes or clothes or food. So we, we, we live in, a, we live in a, a, a world that our lifestyle as Christians, as followers of Christ, should just reflect thanksgiving. Somebody asks you, man, how did, you know, what, what has God done for you? Ha, ha, ha. should ever be on our lips right now some of you are going to sing that song all afternoon and i apologize if you know that song but no i don't it should be all all about that what does it mean to have a thankful heart you have your worship handout we're going to be in psalms 118 this morning so a thankful heart what does that mean this is going to be an interactive sermon sermon so if you if you've never been to connection this might be a little bit different from what you're used to so i want to encourage you if you have a pen um Get it out. If you don't have a pen, um, ask your neighbor. If they don't have, if you ask somebody from Connection, hey, do you have a pen and they, and they don't have an extra one, they're going to they're gonna get up and go out to the lobby and they're going to get you a pen and they'll bring it back in. It's really important, okay? I want you to have a pen and be able to write something down or jot down a note on your phone. We're going we're gonna to use this. We are also going to be in Psalm 118. I wrote, I wrote this sermon and and. Through, through what I was studying and uh, looked at Psalm 118 and it's got a lot of power in it. You can read a lot of the Psalms, um, most of them written by David. However, some of them, they are not sure who wrote them. They have their theories. But um, what does a thankful heart mean? Does it mean saying thank you and please? If you have, if you have kids uh, or you're around and, and somebody does something for them and then you say this, what do you say? At least we do. I don't know if you do or not. Okay. What do you say? Thank you. Please. I'll tell you, I used to, my very first job was in Dairy Queen. I can make the curly cues with the best of them. You know that's patented, by the way? Random thought. That is. Okay. So no other, another restaurant can serve their ice cream with the Dairy Queen curly cue. For real. Um, you learned that in Dairy Queen school. Okay. So, so, so. My first job was at Dairy Queen. And I found it very difficult. And I, they put me in the front. <laughs> they probably didn't trust me with fire on the grill. So they put me at the front taking orders in the register. Now, I want to challenge us because we should be different. And if you're ever behind somebody in line, maybe this, catches your, maybe this catches your ear. But I don't know how many people I waited on that said this. They walked up to the counter and they said, I'll take. What? I get it. You're, you're ordering. But I'm like, no, you will not. You will not take anything. Would you like something? Could you ask for it? See, just that kind of language, that kind of lingo, 
reflects what's inside. Now, I'm not saying those people were bad. I'm not saying they didn't have a bad day. I'm not saying anything like that. But I'm saying just, just in our verbiage, it can change. What's in here is going to come out. It's one of the reasons that I, I challenge uh, our younger people and our adults. I said, I said, I love all kinds of music. If you go in my truck right now, you will find probably Southern Gospel. You'll find classical. You'll find classic rock because I was raised by my dad and mom. And he likes, he, my dad's vinyl collection is sweet. Yeah, first, first two CDs my dad ever got me for eighth grade graduation. I got the best gift in the entire world. I got a Sony stereo that had a single CD player. And if you young people, a CD is actually a mini record. And it had a dual cassette player. Those are things that you need a pencil for to rewind. And some of my people are, yeah, I get that. Okay. And the first two CDs my dad ever got me was Metallica Black and Leonard Skinner's Greatest Hits with a 12-minute piano version. My dad's the deal, man. He knows music. But I got, that, that, was, that was the coolest thing. And I, and I remember oh, I opened that up and I said, thank you. This is awesome. You can take the speakers off. It was wild. I mean, anybody had, it had the, the, the mega bass boost, which was actually just a button. It did nothing, right? It would make a song like, eh, go, it, was, it wasn't like I got a Bose sound system, but for that day, it was, it was, it was pretty awesome. But think, I, remember, I remember thanking my mom and dad for that. Um, these three blanks, I just want you to look at those three blanks. We're going to do a little bit, something a little bit different. We're going to take a couple minutes here. I want to challenge you to do something. Thankful. Okay, we're being thankful. Thankful for what God has given us. Thankful for who God has given us in our life. And I'm not just talking about mates. I'm talking about friends. I'm talking about relatives. I'm talking about other things. And besides God and Jesus, because I know, and, and some, of you, some of you have already filled this out. It says God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. Okay, I get it. We're thankful for them. But this is going to be, these are going to be people. These three blanks are going to be filled up with people. And I want you to do this. I want you to jot down three names. I don't want you to do this hurriedly, okay? If you, if you do this during my sermon and God brings a name to your head, that's fine, okay? What I'm looking for is for you to write down three names of people, and these aren't just ordinary people that you come in contact with in your life. These are people that you're thankful for, to God for that have impacted your life spiritually. I want you to write those people's names down, okay? Um, and I'm going to do that as well as I, as I, uh, as I do this. Um, there's one. And, and some of you may think, well, the spiritual impactor of me has gone to heaven. Okay, then write their name down and off to the side say, God, thank you for them. Because he can hear you. God can hear you, okay? He knows, he knows that you're thankful. But I, want you to, I don't want you to text message these people. I, and, and I get it. If they live in California, don't make a special trip, all right? But I want, I, want you to, I want you to be exceptionally sincere. Like maybe handwrite a letter. What is wild? When's the last time you received a handwritten letter? I received a postcard a couple of months ago from a friend of mine. And I'm like, wow, that's his handwriting. That's weird. If, and the young people, we actually used to use mail. And we wrote on paper with our, with our hand. We wrote and we sent and we sent the letter. It, it was crazy. Um, instead of FaceTiming to Japan like right now. But I want you to jot down three people that you're thankful for. Then there are probably way more than three in some of our lives. There are probably way more than three. But I want you to pick out three. And when you write these names down, as you, you guys can go ahead and do that. As you write these names down, I want you to make it a point to go to that person and talk to them. If at all possible, go to that person and tell them how thankful you are. Intimately. Like, hey, I would not be where I am today without you. 
This is, this is a big deal. Because I want you to think about this. When's the last time somebody gave you a compliment like that? See, These, these, these are going to bless you. You're going to bless other people. Thanks, Thanksgiving. People need to hear this kind of stuff. So on your names, if you just write, write those down. Um, I want you to take these names, write them down. And I want you to keep them with you or keep filling them out throughout the week. And I want you to, I want you to go to that person. Okay, and most of the time, these may not even be, I know a lot of people that are impacted um, by people in this church, and, they, and those people don't hold a leadership position. They're just doing their job, their role, and they, and they do it well. Um, it's really cool if you ask kids to write down those. Which three people are you thankful for? And you ask a second grader, a third grader, my teacher, you know. At, at our school, it's Mr. John. Or Mr. Rick, do you know why? Because they clean up everything. Or it might be Miss Dawn. You know what she does? She cooks. Everybody, those are the two people in a school that you get to know very first. <laughs> people that clean, people that cook. All right? um, but I'm thankful for these people, but I'm thankful for people in this church. They need to know how impactful they've been on your life. It's a small step. It's a very small step, isn't it? We're going to see in just a second what the writer here is um, going to say. I want to ask you a question. God's good, isn't he? I don't, know, I don't know when the last time that you've ever asked yourself that question or maybe sat in a chair and repeated that question. God's good, isn't he? And I got to, I got to get up this morning... And I got to pick out what shoes I was going to wear. There are people in this world that don't have them. God's good, isn't he? I woke up and I have a wife and I have two girls. I have a mom and dad. I have a sister and twins and a brother-in-law. I have all, all these things. God is good. Do those things go away on a bad day? No. He's still good. Why? How can he be good when it's, when it's hard? Because he can't be anything but good. Until yesterday, I'm 38 years old and I had um, my great-grandmother Juanita was alive. She passed away yesterday at 97. She's, been, she's had Alzheimer's for a long time. Some people would come up to me and my family today and say, is God good today? (sighs) He's awesome today. How can you say that? Because Juanita Evans gave her life to Jesus Christ. She's way better spot than I am. So how can we be thankful? How can we be thankful even when somebody departs this life? (laughs) Because of the blood of Christ, I get to spend eternity with my great-grandmother. And my great-grandfather. And Jesus. Why? He can't not be good. God is good, isn't he? You drove here. Probably. I don't think anybody walked. If you did, this doesn't apply to you. But if you drove here today and you have a vehicle, I want to show you something. Your thankfulness should explode inside you. Because if you drove a vehicle, worldwide population between 5 and 7% of the wealthiest people in the world includes you. That is a wake-up call. Thankfulness. Why are, why are community lovings on December 10th such a big deal? Why was the Thanksgiving one such a big deal to me? Because people don't understand anymore 
what it's like for people to impact their life. And we do that, we, do, we, we show our thankfulness by saying, by telling, but you start impacting greatly when you can show thankfulness without saying a word. I gave a beautiful, whole rack of ribs away at Walmart. One of the things that we got to give away. And I gave, I gave it to this person. He came by and said, hey man. I said, you let, he, just, he just stereotypically, one of these guys said, hey. Kinda, I said, do you like to grill meat? And he goes, yeah. I said, do you have a smoker? Yeah. I said, do you like ribs? Dude, I love ribs. And I said, our church just wants to show you how much God loves you. I want you to have this. What the first thing he said was? Thank you. I didn't know people in this world still did stuff like that. That's how, that's how, that's how missing it is to be thankful, to live it. I want you to look at the first blank. You can continue writing down those names as you think about them. Many of you just have them in your head and you just bang, you got them. But look at this. How do you thank God with your life? How do you, how do you go about a daily life? We're going to get in Psalm 118 real quick. But how do you, as a follower of Jesus, how do you thank God every day with your life? And if we're really honest, some days we don't. Some days we don't show it. Some days we don't live it. Some days we don't speak it. Some days we don't, we don't just, we just don't feel like it, do we? But does, it, does that make God any less good? No. You can't do that. You're not that good. You're not that powerful. You can't take away from his goodness because it never goes away. So this is going to be the interactive part. When we get into Psalms 18, you're going to say this. this as a group, it says, his faithful love endures forever. That's what you're going to say. His faithful love endures forever. Let's practice. His faithful love endures forever. Almost. See, see, when you say his faithful love endures forever, you shouldn't say it like his faithful love endures forever. You know what that's the equivalent to? I think it was number 475 in the hymnals whenever I grew up, but I would always request this because at, a, at, a, at a request song service because I love the song. If you've ever heard the song Victory in Jesus, I love it. But I, I have been guilty of this. Listen, when you sing because lyrics matter and scripture words matter, his faithful love endures forever. I have been around people in my life that sang this. Oh, victory in Jesus. Heck no. That's not the way the song was written. Look at it. If you look at the words, there's exclamation points. If you look in scripture, there are exclamation points. There's period, there's, there's, if they would have known what bold and italicized was, they would have written that way. His faithful love endures forever. Why? We sang victory, we sang victory in Jesus at my grandfather's funeral. Do you know why? Because there is. Because there is, there's power. Thankfulness, there's power in God's name. So how do we, how do we show that? How does that, how does that come out of us in a daily, in a daily, in a daily thing? Well, man, I did my good deed for the day. I let somebody, you know, some of those people, they're sitting at the Walmart exit and they're trying to turn right and they're trying to get on Route 15 and there's 750,000 people coming from Woodlawn or the truck stop that will never let you in. Maybe you were the person that said this. 
And the person behind you may not have said anything nice about you, but you let him in, right? We reflect things. Thank you. Can I please have a whatever when you order? Can I thank you for your service? We make it a practice that when we sit down and eat somewhere and we have a waiter or a waitress, we ask them if we can pray for them. That doesn't make us superheroes. It makes us impactful for God's kingdom. Hey, you got anything in your life that we can pray for? And I've only had a couple people say, uh, nothing. But they will not turn this down. I say, can I, would it be okay if we just prayed for you? Sure. Sure, they're thinking, what's that going to hurt? Okay. So we have to show. So how do you, and there's, you need to jot some notes down to the side. How do you, and it's okay to brag on yourself here, okay? Not on Facebook. I did this today. Don't do that, okay? But when you look, excuse me, when you look at, God, at, at, at this, how do you thank God with your life? Do the people that you come in contact with every day understand how thankful you are for what God has done for you? I, lo- I, lo- I, don't, I don't like it. Uh, indulging in my in my past and glorify I don't glorify my past, but it is it is fun for me to to watch people's eyes light up when I show them about for real how much God's power changed my life. I love it because it's not about me; it's everything that He did. I just hung on to the rope. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, but love lifted me. Because there's victory in Jesus. And his faithful love endures forever. It does. You can't stop it. You didn't start it and you can't stop it. You can't, you can't, you can't get away from his love. Look at, look at Psalm 118 with me. We, can't give, we just can't give lip service to God. Sometimes it's not enough. It's not enough. There's somebody, there's somebody that's going to come to church today. They contacted me and I said, they, they talked to me about something. I said, let me talk with you when you come to church. I want to pray for you. It doesn't make me Superman. It doesn't make me super Christian. I do not get an extra jewel in my crown for doing that. I do it because of what God has done for me. How can you not? We have to give thanks. Oh, God, thank you for this food. Yes. But show it. Show it in your life. Man, there's some good stuff in here. Psalm 18 would have been used at a church service. Really? This kind of looks boring. Well, this is, this is, look at this. You even have your own part. It says, let all of Israel repeat. Okay, you're going to be those people. Every time it says repeat, then it's you. I'm going to stop reading and you get to read in the quotation marks, his faithful love endures forever. Okay? And your coolest Old Testament church voice. I have no idea what that sounds like. Okay? But we're to give thanks to the Lord, the psalmist says in 118, for what he is what? Give thanks to the Lord for he is... Ha! He can't not be. 100% true statement. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. No, he's not. God did this to me. No, he didn't. God can allow things to happen to us, but he doesn't sit on a throne and just condemning people and condemning people. You have no idea how much your blessings outweigh the bad stuff that happens until you write them down. Ah, it's a horrible day. I got a ticket on the way to work. I got stopped by two trains. You realize that you're breathing, correct? You have a heartbeat? Maybe you have hands. Maybe you have eyesight. 
It's your breath in our lungs. So we scream, yell, your praise. It matters. It matters. So give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Why? How? How do you know, Matt? How do you know that we... How do you know he's good? Sunday school answer is, for the Bible told me so. And the song. Okay? How do you know he's good? Look. Do you realize where you'd be without God? There, There are people in this room that I've had intimate conversations with, including myself. We wouldn't be alive. There you go. We wouldn't be here. We certainly wouldn't be in the status of being married or having uh, whatever relationships in our life or with friends. We, we wouldn't be there. We would be dead. But God, love lifted me. So how can you not? Last week I said, I said, how, how can, man, when I talked about leading, leading, getting to play in the band and leading worship at the pastor's thing and that guy goes, man, you move around a lot. I can't not. The only reason I didn't move around because I had to sit. If I can, man, I'm picked, look at a sling. <laughs> I can't quit because of what God has done. He's so good. So I sat in a tree on Friday morning. I'm like, man, God, you are so good. Not because I was enjoying one of my hobbies. Not because, I'm like, man, this is so awesome. You hear me when I pray. Reminded me of some things that I got to do for other people. Man, this is good. This is good. God, you're good. His faithful love endures forever. You go through a time in your life where you doubt that. I want you to go back to this because he says it about six times. (laughs) Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Also, if you know any Christian contemporary music... This is lyric straight out of the song forever because they took that song and wrote it from this psalm. Thanks to the Lord. Just yeah. Mm-hmm, right? His love endures forever. His love endures forever. So here we go. Verse 2. <clears throat> this is your part. Let all Israel repeat. Almost sounded like you have a pulse. His Listen. Let all Israel repeat. Let's go to work tomorrow and go, ha ha! All right, I'm going to teach you something. And you say, His faithful love endures forever. And we just start shouting. Some of you are like, uh. <laughs> Let all Israel repeat. His faithful love endures forever. Now, there's different groups of people here that he's writing. Now, look at verse 3. It's your turn again. Let Aaron's descendants, the priests, repeat. Man, you're, now you're sitting there going, man, I'm thinking connection is a lot less boring than reading this. This is church. Why would they have repeated this every single day? Every single time they met. This was one of their meditations. If you've ever, if you've ever been in a, a more traditional church with the hymnals in the back part, they do have meditations. You can read, and there's correspondence, and there's different parts. The congregation and the leader, whoever's doing that, they do that. Congregational reading. Listen, why? Why is this important? It was a reminder to them that no matter where they came from, they they realized. Let all of Israel repeat. 
Okay, they realize that they've made it through 100% of every bad day they've ever had. And so have you. Every single one. You got a pretty good percentage going. We think it's the end of the world. I am having the worst day. I'm never going to make it through that. You wake up the next day. Ta-da! You made it. Right? Let Aaron's descendants, the priest, repeat. His faithful love endures forever. Oh, it's your turn again. Verse 4. Let all who fear the Lord repeat. I don't know about, I've been reflecting on this for the last week and a half. And every time I read this, I'm like, his faithful love endures forever. You know what it reminds me of? What Paul writes in prison in Philippians 4. That he can be content in all things. That because of Jesus Christ, he has the power to do all things. And that doesn't mean lift a semi. It means to be content. It means to be this. There are things in Mary and I's life where like, we wish that we could have this. We wish that we could afford this. We wish we could do this. God says, no, look at what I've given you. Yeah. I've told you several times that my grandfather used to say that he was the richest man in Fairfield. My family, in fact, is not anywhere near the richest person in Fairfield. But he said, I have three sons. I have three daughters-in-law. I have three grandkids. And every single one of them knows Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I am the richest person in Fairfield. And he's not wrong. My grandpa... One of them, both of them, were there to greet Juanita Evans as she stepped into glory for eternity yesterday. Huh. My mom called me. She goes, hey, grandma passed away about 10 after 7. Do you know what I said? Some of you are going to think this is just completely wild. Amen. 97. She went to every single state in a motorhome with her husband that you can drive to. She's been to all of them, except Hawaii, and there's not a road there yet. So, wh- why, would I, why would I say that? Because his faithful love endures forever. God is good. Even in death, God is good to someone that knows Jesus Christ. What a day of rejoicing. My, grandma, my great-grandmother went from having Alzheimer's and having, having issues that she couldn't remember, and her health was failing, and her kidneys were failing, and the instant that she breathed her last breath, she breathed her first one with Jesus Christ. Are you kidding me? That's why God is good. That's why God's good. He said, man, how, do you, how can you say amen when your, your mom tells you this, this news? Do you not know who won? She's a lot better than you and I right now. I don't care what kind of physical strength status you're in. She's way better than you right now. No glasses, no sin, no darkness, no annoying people at work. Amen. Yeah, yeah, it is. They're a declaration of the goodness of God. Look at verse 5. If you, if you underline, I want you to underline this word. In my distress. Are you stressed? Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Verse 5. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord. Can verse 5 come up or is it, is it freezing again? Eh. You got it on your phone or in your Bible. There we go. Hey, touchdown. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord. Underline distress. If you're, if you're a note taker off to the side, you're going to give this Bible to some, some people told me that was, they, they thought they were going to try to do that. Listen, this is awesome. In my distress, underline the distress, off to the side. When life happens, 
When life happens, we don't get the news at the doctor that we want to get. What do you do? I pray to the Lord. Have a bad day at work. Facebook is not the first place you are to go. Well, he's sitting there talking about... I'm not talking about anybody. I'm giving you some truth here. God says, I am. That's all he has to say. I am. Because he is. In my distress, I pray to the Lord. The psalmist is, is sharing with us intimate details from his life. Look, watch this. In my distress, when things went wrong, I prayed. Number one. It's where you go. For me, it was go to a hobby. Go relieve some stress. Go somewhere. No, it's pray. And you know, do, you know, do you know that when you pray, God goes, I said, God, yes. And he begins to listen to me because I'm, I'm one of his kids. You understand how intimate that is? You ever got really low on the ground like this to get eye level with a kid and talk to him? That's what God does. He holds the back of your head. He showed, he's like, I love you. I love you. God, it's a bad day. I know. And he's our comforter. And he's our healer. And he's, he's the great physician. And he's all love. And he's all good. So it says this. When you're stressed, I pray to the Lord and the Lord answered me. And he what? He set me free. Woo! Some of you, does anybody in here know, understand what the word trapped means in this life? You understand the bondage that can happen and the chains that can get wrapped around you in this life. Do you get this? When, when you experience God setting you free and he answers that prayer, <laughs> you can't stand still and worship either, can you? You can't. The Lord is for me. Man, yeah. I would love to preach. Just I would, Man, you imagine writing this? The Lord is for me. Just preach the Lord is for me, so I'll have no fear. Off to the side of that. Listen, whoever's gonna, who you're, you're writing this to, listen. What can mere people do to me? Have you had a rough week? You've gotten through every single one of your bad days so far. You're doing well. That's really good. 100% is pretty good. Last week we sang a song that we need to declare sometimes. Sometimes we get in a spot in our lives where we literally need to say, I am who you say that I am. It does not matter what people say to you on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I don't care if they talk to you in the hallway. God says you are special. It means you're special. He can't lie. He's all good. That's the thankfulness that needs to come just pouring out of our life. Look at the next. Look at the next verse. Look at the declaration in verse 7, the first word, yes. Man, your favorite team on, in, in baseball hits a walk-off home run. None of you sit there and go, oh, well, that was a good game, click. No. He hit the walk-off home run. Like, yeah. When I found out last year the top three national picks were going to go to Duke, I didn't go, yay. I'm like, they may not lose. <laughs> They're good. Zion Williams is the man. Here, look. Yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. That is, that is a, that's a guarantee that he can't go against. People can go against that. Can you help me move? Sure. Five minutes before they're supposed to show up. I have no idea. If this happened to you, I'm, I'm not stalking you. I have no idea. Hey, man, I can't make it. See, people will let us down. God can't. He can't. He's always there. He says this. I will look and triumph at those who hate me. 
(laughs) What matters more to you? How other people think about you when they look at you and see you and are around you or what God thinks of the way that you live? I'm codependent. I like the people to be happy with me. Guess what? When I preach out of God's word, which I do every week, it doesn't make me popular. Did you know that? I, 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 had a person, I had a person contact me and they said, hey Matt, I need your advice on this. And they talked to me about something that in God's word and my moral standard said was incorrect and wrong. And I said, buddy, I said, I love you very much. I said, but the Bible doesn't condone that. I don't either. Our church doesn't. And I said, I, just, I love you, but that's just, that's, that's my opinion. That's my advice. Okay, thanks. Click. I've been in contact with him for over two years. The Bible is offensive because it meets your problem face to face. See, and that's where it can steal our thankfulness. But look, it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. It was Elijah that was hiding, that the birds brought him food and he had the creek to drink. And the creek kept drying up and drying up and drying up. And he goes, okay, dude. I have nothing. Do you trust me? Of course he did. He had to live. When, if we would live day to day and have to trust God in that manner, our faith would be excessively more than it is now. Look, okay, it goes on. Lots of stuff to write down. Do you trust God to provide for you and take care of you? Do, do you give him access to your stuff? Thankfulness comes out of understanding where you came from. Do you give him access? We all have that closet. I'm good. No, you're not. There's not a good person in this whole room. (laughs) Do you know why I say that? I don't say that because it's my opinion. This does. This says that we're not good. Paul says that we're wretches. And that that he, he uses a term that I can explain in private about what our best days are for the glory of God. And it's not good. We're not good. We can't. We can't do it. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than trust in people. Look at verse 9. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes, people of power. People, listen, one thing I will never, ever, 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 ever talk about is faith in people that are in leadership of government offices in our county, state, or country. This is not the place. Because do you know what? God's the man. He's saying here, it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. My president won. Good. Awesome. My president didn't win. Still pray for him. I have no idea. I don't think any of us could possibly understand the lifestyle and, and just hostileness that comes at somebody like that. Now watch. Those hostile nations surrounded me. I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. Now, see, this is where people go, the Bible's boring. What is he talking about here? He's talking about war. These people were in war for land. This is, a, is an exceptionally violent time in the history of the world. Exceedingly hostile. Okay? Though hostile nations surround me. You ever been here? Metaphorically, have you ever been here? It feels like the whole world's against you. There's, no, there's nobody for you. You're being surrounded by all sides. Everything was going wrong. 
You're metaphorically curled up in the fetal position and you don't want to do anything. Right? Been there. But what? But what? But what? I destroyed them with the authority of the Lord. After you got out of that season, after you got out of that time, what did you do? Many times the Israelites would get out of, taken out of something and, and be relieved of something. They would build an altar. They would build something that people can see. How do people know? I know people right now that God has brought out of severe illness, death, just mortal sickness. And he has brought them all the way out. And not one time, to my knowledge, have, he, have they gave him credit for what he did. I also know people that wake up in the morning and they feel better than they did last night. And they had a little bit of a cold. And they wake up and say, God, I feel so much better. Thank you. There's a huge difference. There's a big difference. I've seen families that, that cancer had beaten the person that had infected in their life. And they still said, I take refuge in the Lord. Their thankfulness is just magnetic. You want to be around these people. We want to be around these people. Ask yourself this question. Look at the next blank. Where does your help come from? Some of us would say Google. Don't, you know, Wikipedia is not a citable source for any term paper, okay? So don't use Wikipedia. Where does your help come from? You, many of you know this verse. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, right? And, so we, and we sing these songs and we're like, wow, that's great lyrics. They're scripture. That's why the new contemporary stuff is so good, some of it, because they follow they're just being artistic and creative with scripture. Who knows? We don't, we don't have, Jack, we don't have the chord sheet in CCLI from what David played in, to his sheep. But maybe he played greater you, Lord, like that. I don't know. Where does your help come from? Is he, is he well, I don't need anybody's help. Don't lie to yourself. Guys especially, we're not good at this. We're not good at taking help. Some of you have driven around for hours. Do not elbow your neighbor or do not elbow your husband. Some of us have driven around for hours saying we are determined that we know this is the right way. And you're lost as a goose that's blindfolded. You're like, oh, I'm not not needing any help. Quit. Our help has to come from God. Where do you put your trust is another way to say that same thing. Look at verse 11 and 12 and 118. Yes, he's talking about these people and the stuff that surrounded me. Maybe this is you. Maybe this is you right now. They surrounded me and they attacked me. But I will destroy them all with the authority of the Lord. Listen to this. Listen to this. These, this, these words. They swarmed around me like bees. They blazed against me like a crackling fire. You ever been in there? In my house we have a campfire. And it's been going for a couple hours and you get that really awesome bed of coals and you stack new wood on it. And sometimes you can see all the way into the, into the middle of the fire. We call that the devil's kitchen. And it's just a name that we give it. But this is metaphorically like being in the devil's kitchen. Anybody, been, anybody ever uh, accidentally, because you probably didn't do it on purpose, uh, smacked a beehive, got around a beehive, got way too close to a tree that had bees in it? Anybody? It's fun. You learn exactly how fast you can run. It's not fun. Being, being in the middle of a swarm of bees, 
You can't go anywhere where there's not bees. Sometimes life is just like the bees. It's overwhelming. And God says this. Even in those days, I'm still good. Give thanks. That is when you do your learning. That's when I do the learning. It's when the bad days are hard, but we still give thanks. Is it, was it sad yesterday when my mom called? Sure. It was also a time of rejoicing. Do you see the difference? I've done funerals for people that didn't know Jesus Christ before. I'm going to tell you, that's one of the hardest things you'll ever have to do in your life. Well, do you think he was in heaven? <laughs> I can't answer that. Who did he put his trust in? Well, he really liked the fish. <sighs> Our hope has to come. But I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. Maybe some of you need to hear this. Verse 13. Just take out the word enemies and put your life. Look at this. Look at verse 13. My enemies did their best. My life did its best to kill me. My choices, my personal choices did their best to kill me. Did you know that no matter how many times that you mess up, God will be right there? Man, how can you stand up there and say that God doesn't keep score? Because <laughs> I've probably been that person more than you. He's here. He says, come on. I'm going to tell you something. If you've, if you've ever had this happen and God's brought you out of something, you won't hold still and worship. You can't. You can't hold still at work. <laughs> Somebody asked me this morning how much coffee I'd had before I came here. And I said, I only had a cup. And they're like, well, you're wired today. What are you preaching about? I said, thankfulness. And they're like, oh my goodness. I'm lucky I didn't skip in here today. Our pastor skips into church. Why shouldn't we? God's good. He's phenomenal. He's awesome. Look at this. My enemies or your life did their best to kill me because of our choices, but the Lord rescued me. If you've ever called upon the name of the Lord and he's rescued out of something, maybe, maybe it was during when you were being convicted of your sin and you called upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved and Jesus came into your life, you accepted that gift. Tell me that you're the same person. No way. Many of you, when that happened, you did this. I just got saved. Man, I still remember that phone call. It was to the parsonage at Samaria Baptist Church to talk to my grandpa. Grandpa, you'll never believe what happened today. He goes, what, did you catch a big fish? No, listen, listen to me. I asked Jesus to come into my life. I thought he was coming through the phone. Because when you put your trust in God and you pray for your family, for God to impact them, guess what? He listens. It's never left, but look, the Lord is my strength and my song. He's given me victory. Some of, you need to, some of you need to look at that and you need to claim that on your life. The Lord is my strength and he is my song. Yep, I did not get the best results at the doctor. But because of God, I still win. Well, I need to Evans yesterday won. And many of you didn't even have a clue who she was. It doesn't matter. She won. Though the enemies, the age, the sickness, the Alzheimer's, the things that impacted her life, it could not handle the blood of Christ after death. Our life is mortal. We're mortal. We will die. God wins if you know him. For that, 
you shouldn't be able to hold still in worship. You shouldn't be able to hold still when you wake up. You should wake up, and I know some of you are not morning people until like four, four in the afternoon, but you wish you wake up and go, oh, yes, another day. We can't waste our days. We can't waste our days. We have to love on people. What's God brought you through? Share it. I'm not talking about intimate details that are, that are glorifying your past or they're too personal, but you can get the gist of it. Share it. Be a book as open as you can be with other people that are safe. You have to trust them, okay? We live in an age where something can get out that fast to 1,800 people on Facebook. Okay? They have to be safe. Protect yourself, but be as open as you can about what God has done in your life. Look at the last blank. You guys know this already. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His what? His faithful love endures forever. How do you know that? Because <laughs> he's God. So we're going to sit down Thursday, some of us, and, and we're going to see like, uh, some contests. We're going to see how much turkey and stuffing we can stuff in ourselves. We're gonna, we, we trade places with the turkey. The turkey comes to the table stuffed, but at the end of it, it's us. It just trades. The stuffing changes. I challenge you that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, before you even get to Thanksgiving, that you fill out these three names. That you go to those people and you say, you know what? You impacted my life more than you will ever know. I'm so thankful for you. That is living our thankfulness. That's what God wants to see, a thankful heart. And too often, we have the heart of the Grinch. That was several sizes too small. Right? Why do you use that? Because you won't forget it. Everybody's seen the Grinch. And when he flips the story, and he does something good, and you see the thankfulness from the other people about what he did when he gave everything back, what does heart do? He got bigger. FC, everybody, everybody knows. It. You're going to watch the Grinch because it's, it's, it's Christmas vacation and the Grinch watching Season, probably in your household, and my name's Griswold, so I can't imagine that I have ever seen that. Or heard jokes. Some of you, you ever heard that before? No, Gris. Yeah, um, yes, yes, I have. Okay, but listen, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. This afternoon, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Listen, we have to look inside of our lives, find out why God, where God is moving. Those people that have impacted our life, go to them. You will never know. You'll never know what your words can do for someone. So this week as we celebrate being thankful for what God has given us. Be thankful for what God has given you. The world around us spends so much time being negative. You're that different when you show the positive and the thankfulness. I love you guys. I'm thankful for you. I love you very much. So thankful. What a day it is when we get to come together and sing and worship together and study God's word and just live life, right? I'm so thankful for you guys. Let's pray. Thank you, God. First of all, for Jesus Christ, who you sent to die on the cross for our sin. God, I thank you for the blessings in our lives. I thank you. I'm thankful for this group of people that we call connection. I'm thankful, God, that you that you fight for us 
that you love us, that you never stop loving us, that you always chase after us, help guide us through the Holy Spirit. God, I'm so thankful. And help me when I don't live a lifestyle of that. We love you, God. In your name we pray. Amen.